Good morning, guys. Yeah, I told Eddie that my message has already been preached this morning. Uh, the worship songs was spot on. The prayers at the at the front when people come up to pray was spot on for my message. So I was like, "Well, this is a this is a good day in the Lord." What I've got for you today is uh, going to start off with memories for a lot of you. Did anybody here ever ride a teeter-totter when you was young? I love teeter-totters. Man, they, um, I remember when I was like four or five, I'd get on one. And when I'd get to the, the high spot, man, I thought I was like, I could touch the sky, you know, and... Uh, uh, but then when I got down low, I felt kind of good to get my feet back on the ground. But, but I always liked the enthusiasm and the excitement of getting lifted up like that. And it was just uh, so much fun. And, and, um, there was so much joy and kids running around just having a good time without a care in the world. And, and I just always, um, I love that teeter totter. I would ride it as much as I could, you know, because it was a, it was a good place to be. Um, so um I, I almost even thought about bringing a prop and of a teeter-totter up here, but I didn't know about that. So uh, I was going to have a couple of people ride it, you know, during the service. But I was like, well, maybe not. If I can get, just get them to picture it in your, in your head, just remember the fun that it is riding that teeter-totter. And you didn't have a care in the world. But now that we're grown and we're adults, things change. Let's pray. Jesus, Heavenly Father, Lord, God, we love you and we praise you, God, for the service so far today, Lord God. Your power, your anointing is here, Father, Lord Jesus, God. God, and as I bring the word that you gave me, Father, Lord, I pray, Lord God, that you would do the only speaking out of my voice, Father, Lord God. That I was not saying out a word, Father, Lord, it didn't come from you, Lord. And God, I'm just praying, Lord God, is that this message, the meaning of this message will affect people the way that the the service is already leading and guiding in this direction, Father Lord. So, God, I'm just uh, I'm just expecting great things from you. Amen. Now, sometimes in our life, you know, we get saved and and times start getting hard, and uh, um, we're going along as Christians, and uh, sometimes something hits that's hard, and we're on. It's like you're on that teeter totter, and you go down to the low side. And your feet's on the ground. But there are, there are some of us, some Christians can kind of bounce back up from that. But there are Christians, people that I know and love, and I've heard this a lot throughout the years, they have a really hard time getting their feet back up and pushing back up away from that. And that was the people that what the Lord had laid on my heart for today. Is those people that when they get knocked down for something heavy, something difficult, that they have a hard time of getting back up. Some people doesn't take as much as others to get you down before you can't get back up. But there's a there's there's a way that we're gonna look at that, that you can get back up. The first thing I'm going to start off with is Ephesians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. Um, This is uh, 
uh, Paul talking to the church. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become every uh, respect the, the mature body of him who is in Christ. Now that toss back and fro, this talking basically about like being in a ship in the waves. And you know how you get tossed back and fro and it's kind of hard to stand. It's kind of hard to, uh, to keep your balance when your life has got you in that situation. It's hard to, to, uh, uh, to feel safe and secure because we're at a low point in your life and you feel so vulnerable when you're down there. And, um, that's not a good place to be. And it also, um, uh, for me, um, what I'm getting out of this is it can also happen inwardly in your spirit and in your, in your heart that, that you don't know what to do, that you're so, uh, shook up and you're so afraid and, and you don't want to get back up and you don't know what to do about it. Uh, but God's here to tell you today that there's a way to get back up. Um, um, I'm going to go on to the next verse. Okay, this is um, James chapter 1, verses 2 and 6. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face many kinds, many trials of many kinds, uh, because you know that the testing of your faith pr- produces perseverance. You count it joy, count it all joy when you face trials. See, we, we don't do that um, because a lot of us were just not spiritually mature enough to, to understand what God is doing in these circumstances. He's trying to teach us. He's trying to train us. He's trying to get us to grow. But we get stuck down there and we can't seem to find our way up. Even if we know God's word, uh, these things are so strong in people's lives that it's like almost like we get super glue on our feet or we get so, uh, you know, some people in moments of danger freeze and they can't move. They can't do anything. And that's kind of the way a lot of people are when they get down, they freeze. And it's a hard thing. I've done that before. I've come very close to having deadly accidents and pull over and just, just, almost freeze yes all my life would go all of me a couple of times i've done that and i just froze i couldn't breathe i didn't know what to do didn't just had to sit there for a long time before i could even think about driving again see that's what the enemy likes he likes to get you in that situation where you cannot be effective in the house of the lord and in the in the church and and witnessing and people i'm i'm getting ahead of myself here i know but the holy spirit is leading me here now um, so, uh, um, this, we can't get to that. I'll get to more of the enemy's influence in a, in a, um, in a minute, but go on to, uh, um, verse three, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work that you may be mature and complete, not locking nothing. Like I said, you cannot, you can't mature if you can't get back up after the first trial or the second trial or the third trial. Jesus is trying to get us in that place um, that we can get back up. It's not that the things aren't hard, that the things aren't really difficult, the things just don't knock you for a whammy, but it's being able 
to stay focused and not let the enemy get you in that place where you can still function in Christ and still do your, your uh, God's will in your life, even though things are hard, that, that you can, that you can complete things, that you can go and do about your daily task and you can still be useful in the church and useful outside the church. But the enemy's trying to stop you from doing that. And uh, that's what his power is. That's what his mind is all about is, is, uh, uh, stomping on us when we're down and keeping us down and not wanting us to get back up. But there's a way to get up. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding thought and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. There it is again, being tossed to and fro by the wind. You know, on the teeter-totter, if you get to a strength where you're mature and these things doesn't devastate you like that and you can still function, it's like you're about the same weight as somebody else on the other side. And y'all can just sit there and just the wind would just, you know, just, just move you slightly like this. But, but when something hits, if you're not, you're, you're down. You're down. Second Corinthians, verse 12, I mean, chapter 12, verses 9 through uh, 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Boast about Jesus. Talk him up when you're down. And let his power come and rest on you when you're in those situations in your life. See, sometimes we're keeping, we're keeping the power of Jesus away from us because we won't even look up to him. We get so down and we're so, we're so weak that we can't even offer up a prayer to Christ saying, Jesus, help me. I need you in this time of trouble and I know that you can. But we don't even, we just give up completely. Some people do when you get down like that. You're like, I'm just going to have to stay here for the rest of my life because I can't do anything else. I don't know what to do. God, and then the devil says, got him. He's got you then. The, the plans that God's had for you, the visions that he's given you, the ministries that he's given you have, di- have gone away. You know, God does not hold back any gift that he gives you. He still re- re- uh, relies on that for you. But if you get down like that and you can't get back up, you've lost your place in the service. See, when it's in the body of Christ, it takes every one of us. And if one of you gets down like that, it's affecting the rest of the body. There's a weak spot in the rest of the body that allows the enemy to come in and try to to take out the next one. So I'm encouraging you to get into a place where we're not like that. I'll get into that more in just a minute. But Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who what strengthens you. We have a strength in us. That we aren't using. This is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Our weakness is the uh, outer opportunity 
for uh, God to display his power. When you're down like that and the Holy Spirit comes in and God, and God does something miraculous for you, what's that going to do when you bounce back up? Is that going, it's going to encourage you. It's going to encourage you. It's going to make your walk stronger. It's going to make you, uh, harder for the devil to get you back down in that low position and, uh, uh, try to keep you down. You know, cause he gets you down like that. You, you, what, your legs go out. You can't walk. And you're, and I've been in the hospital one time just for four days in the hospital bed. And after four days, it was hard to get back up and walk. So can you imagine some people who go get in the hospital and they're there for weeks and months and try to, you have to retrain how to walk. Sometimes we have to retrain ourselves and let, let God retrain us when we, after we've been down like that and we get back up. We have to call on God. We have to call on prayer warriors. We have to call on the church to help us to walk. We have to lean on Christ because he's got the strength and the power to lean on. There's nothing too heavy that we got going on in our lives that he cannot support us, that you will, he will, he will support you in anything that you got. We just have to call on him. We have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Times are, times are bad right now. Things are getting harder every day, it seems like. We need Jesus. We need to be strong. We need the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives so we can overcome the obstacles and the darts and the fiery darts that the enemy shoots at us. Hallelujah. When the enemy, I just I would get to this, but when the enemy gets you down, he wants to keep you down. He will he keep you from the joy of your relationship with Jesus. He wants you to doubt God. He wants to make you insecure, lead you astray. He wants you to live in fear. He wants you to stay away from church. He wants you to fail. But we can't let him do that. You gave your life to Jesus because you know that he died on the cross for you and he loves you. And, and you get a... a Indwelling of the Holy Spirit when we get saved. That's some power. That's some power right there. But, but there's more power to come. Like I said, he didn't want you to get back up. You have to fight. You need the power of the Spirit. But Acts 1.18 says, But you should receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. We need the second gift of the Holy Ghost to come upon us. We need that. It gives us the extra strength that we need. It's like putting um, um, more octane in your gas, in your engine, in your gasoline to give you your car more power. The Holy Spirit is power. It's got the power that we need. It gives us that extra strength in our legs to get back up easier. It gives us more of the ability to. To pray, to speak against the enemy in our lives. You need the power of the Spirit. And if you have not received that in your lives today, you need to pray about it. You need it in your life so much more than you know. You're like, well, I'm saved and I've got, uh, I've got the Holy Spirit in me and that's enough. It'll get you to heaven. But no, it's not enough to fight the fight that we have to fight as Christians. Because we are persecuted as Christians more than ever more. There's a very uh, few strong leaders left in the church because a lot of them has, has given away um, what they had because they never really had the power in their life. They could get up and preach or they can get up and do something in ministry. But when things get tough, a lot of preachers has gotten down 
in the heavy spot and decide this is enough. And they walk out of the church and they leave. And they leave. Now, maybe they wasn't um, called to preach to start with, but some of them that I know personally, I know they had a calling on their life, but things got hard to gossip in the church. Uh, um, their, their, their wife maybe uh, um, went out and had an affair on them. And there's different things I've heard that has caused these men to walk away from God. But the power of the Spirit can can reconcile a marriage. It can um, it can keep you strong in in your faith. It can keep you strong in God, where you can overcome that and say, God, I, I didn't want this to happen, but Father God, I'm still here serving you, and I want you to use me. If you got something else for me to do, I'll do it. The, but the power that we have in us is stronger than the thief. That have had that have us in stronger than the thief that wants to kill, steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your joy, kill your relationship with with God. Um, he wants to destroy everything you have in your life, every relationship that you have with brothers, sisters in in, uh, in church and in your life. He wants to destroy those relationships. How's he going to do it? by getting you out of church and he, he gets you to do something in your life that's that's uh, you think I've sinned so bad that none of these people want to see me anymore and the guilt and everything that comes up on people will sometimes make them walk out the door and lose the relationship that they have in the body of Christ but that's what happens and then that's our that's when we have to go after these people we have to love on them and restore them in Christ we need to restore our brothers and sisters that get so low and feel so bad because of one sin that they can't go on anymore. They can't get up off the ground. They kind of just roll out of the way. They can't even get up and walk. And they kind of uh, just roll out the door and don't, don't want to come back into your life because they're so embarrassed. It's nothing to be embarrassed about when you, when you sin or when you mess up in God or when you get down. God's not going to laugh at you. He wants you to get back up. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you get back up off that bottom uh, place down there on the ground. You know, you get down there so long and you start wallering in it. And next thing you know, you've, you've dug yourself a little pit down there that uh, that the hogs could come and waller in. Because you you got so much pity on yourself that you're like, oh, woe is me. That's not what God has for you. God wants you to be strong in him. He wants you to be strong in your life. Be able to come overcome any obstacle that crosses you. In your life, because he loves you so much. What if super? What if superheroes didn't use their powers? Iron Man, I love Iron Man. What if he wouldn't put on the suit when he somebody needed him? He don't. He didn't have any power at all without that suit. But we have power. We have power in us, and we have power available to us in the Holy Ghost. We have power available to us. In the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand up on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Hallelujah, there's power in the word of God. You can find a solution to any problem that you have in the Bible. That's what it's there for. It's there to use. It's not there for you to for it to collect dust on your side table in your bedroom. I've walked to people's houses before and seen a Bible out. And I was like, look at the dust. I was like, well, they ain't opened that in a long time. 
And then next thing you know, you hear them complaining you know, about their life, how nothing goes right, and nothing, um, nothing is, you know, they can't accomplish anything. I'm like, well, did you, uh, looks like it's been a while since you opened up that Bible. You know what I mean? The supernatural power in us gives us power to overcome sin and evil in the world. We encounter hardships in our lives, but we know that the Holy Spirit within us will strengthen us so that we can stand firm and face whatever comes in the future. Okay. You're on that teeter-totter. You're in this situation. Do you know who's on the other side of that teeter-totter? It's Christ himself. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the power. And he's got the power to raise you up out of anything that you're in. Anything that has overcome you, God has the power to lift you back up. And I've said this several times in, in, uh, in messages, but I just love it and I can't, I can't keep from using it. But the God will, will pull you out of that miry pit that you created when you've been down so long. He will pick you up. He will take you up into a high place. He will clean you off. He will put shiny new clothes on you. And he will point to everybody else and say, this is my son who I'm pleased, who I love. I love this one. God loves you. We got to have the strength. We got to have the, the want to, to let Jesus do what he wants to in our lives. We got to stay strong. We need to pray more. We need to research the Bible more. We need to worship harder. We need to attend church on a regular basis. Bible studies, prayer meetings, anything that's going to keep you strengthened. Because when you get that in your life, you know, the first time when something happens, instead of staying at home, if you would just start praying and start coming to church on a regular basis, worshiping, reading your Bible, praying. How much power you think is in all of that? There's enough power in that to change any situation in your life. But you got to use them. Don't lose them. Use them. Hallelujah. We need to be courageous. Courage is the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. You ever go through that in your life? Agony is an extreme thing. It's a pain or mental, uh, something going on mentally extreme. We agonize over it and it just wears you out. It takes all the life out of you. That's what happens when we get down and we don't use our resources and we don't have the, the power and the Holy Ghost in us to, uh, to help us get out of it. And the devil, you're talking about an intimidator. Boy, he can be intimidating. He can be. He can, he, he can flex his muscles and his strength in front of you and you're like, wow, I can't overcome that. This guy is strong. He's mean. He's tough. But he's not. He's just a little wimp to me. Because I got the power. I know the one who created the heavens and the earth. I know that power. And that power is inside of me. And that power is inside of every one of you. God wants you to use it. He wants you to be an overcomer. You are overcomers, actually, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus. Deuteronomy 31, 6 and 8. 
does say, be strong, courageous, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's going to be always going to be on the other side of that teeter-totter. Sometimes you don't think he's there. But I've heard this said that that sometimes when you think that Christ, the Holy Spirit, is as far away from you as he's ever been, he's really the closest. Because he's just waiting for you. Right there. He's right there waiting on you. He wants to do his thing. But you got to let him. You can't use... Lose all thoughts of God and, and in God's love and, uh, uh, your life as a Christian and everything when you get down like that. You see, the, the devil will try to, uh, brainwash you, the enemy, when you get down like that. So you he don't even want you to think these things. Cause he's afraid if you, if you think of one of these things, you might use it. He doesn't want that. You gotta recognize, we gotta recognize things in our life. We've got to be more uh, discerned in the spirit when it comes to tricks of the enemy or the tricks of uh, whatever the devil's doing in our lives. And uh, even tricks of people outside the world that tries to, to get you to mess up on purpose so they can talk about you. Make fun of you. To make you look bad in the eyes of others. There's people that sometimes I think that the enemy will send into your life just to try to destroy you. You don't know what they're there for, but they're sent by the enemy to take you out, to take you down. Deuteronomy um, 7, 31 verse 7. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous. There's that word again. Be strong and courageous. For you must go with this people into the land the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. You need to go out and conquer the territory that God has already given you. There's so much good waiting out there in front of you that you're not going to get to if you stay stuck down on the bottom part of the teeter-totter. Look what they would have Missed out on the promised land if nobody had um, courage to go across. If everybody listened to the uh, spies that sang out, they said, no, the giants are too big. Uh, we cannot conquer them. You know, there's no way we can defeat this enemy. See, that's, that's a, that, that was just the lie of the enemy. But Joshua, he knew different. He knew that they could conquer the land because he knew God was on their side. And you re- when you realize in your life once and for all that God is on your side no matter what comes your way, you're going to be more victorious in everything. Hallelujah. Go out and grab your territory, guys. When you get a glimpse, get close enough to get a glimpse of it. And it's just going to blow your mind what God has for you in your life. But it's hard to see when you're down on the bottom part of the teeter-totter. You can't see anything from there. You're pretty much, you're pretty much blind. You're pretty much got um, a band over your face or a cloth around your face, you know, that well, you can't see. But everybody knows this psalm, Psalm 23. 
The Lord is my shepherd. This version says, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still, the quiet waters. I looked into this and it's, uh, uh, what I found and what I read and what I studied was this is a calming place. When the, when the sheep lay down in the green pastures and they got the water there, it's nice and calm. And you got the, you got the shepherd watching over you and you can just relax and you don't have to worry about, about the, about the wolves coming in to, to try to, try to kill you and destroy you. It's, it's a good place in your life when you can just get into where you can rest in the Lord, where you're safe and secure. What a place to be in the Lord. Man, that, when, I, when I got to this, when I figured this out, it just, it just blew me away because I had never seen this before. The green pastures and the quiet waters are just so calming. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil because he is with me. The same God that kept you safe and gave you the pleasure of laying down in the green pastures and the waters and being so calm. He can help keep you calm and make you calm even when you see a herd of uh, wolves coming towards you. He can give you the courage to stand up and shout out against those wolves. Get away from me. I belong to Jesus. Oh, we got to do that. You need no, more courage. Some of us are just, just sissies like I like, like I, I comment with Chris Martinez. We joke about being sissies all the time. Some of you just don't have any courage in your life. Some Christians doesn't have a backbone. And man, as with Christ in us, we should be so strong with a, in our backbone that, that we can bend but not break. See, that's who we are. We might bend a little bit. The teeter-totter, might, you might start to go down a little bit. But then you bounce right back up because you know who you are in the Lord. Hallelujah. Whew, glory. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, that's, that's boldness right there. Got a table set in front of you, in front of the enemies. You can go and enjoy what God has for you, even though the enemy is looking on, knowing that they can't get close enough to do anything about it. They can't do anything about it. God's with you. He's protecting you. He's put a wonderful thing before your t- before the table on the table before you. It's yours. Go get it. So there's the Christians that you won't do nothing. You won't go to the table because you turn it around and you just can't keep your eyes off the wolves. Turn it around. Follow Jesus. Know that God is there with you. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Hallelujah. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. How many days is his goodness and love going to follow you? All the days of your life. See, God's not um, going to bless you one day and take his hand off you another day. Then 
uh, let you go through the bad stuff without him. And then um, he comes back to you. You know, you, he's with you for a while. Then he's like, well, I need to go on a Bahama cruise. So I'm going to go away for, for a week and enjoy myself and come back. And, and uh, you're wasted away because he, he, left, he took his hand of protection on you. And um, that's, that's kind of the way that we see sometimes. But Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. God is power. And you think he won't use every bit of that power that he has to take care of you? If you think that he won't, you've got a lot to learn. You need to read your Bible more. It's like the riches. We have the riches of God. How much riches does he have in the, in the heavens? Unlimited riches. When he says he will supply all your needs, it may not be you wants, but if you need something, he can supply it out of his abundance because he has an abundance of everything. Abundance of gifts in heaven. He has abundance of anything that you need. He's not going to ever run out of anything. Never, ever going to run out. Some people uh, talk about prayers. Of, well, I don't want to go to God and, and, and pray about something little and small. You know, he might not want to hear that. He's too busy with other people. No, he's not too busy. Your little problem that you think you have, he can't wait for you to pray. Because, you know, sometimes those little problems, it's kind of like the snowball effect. You start off at the top of the hill with a snowball. And next thing you know, it rolls and it grows and it grows and gets big. And it can do some damage. That's what God wants to happen. I mean, the devil wants to happen. God wants you to, to pray about the small things that you think aren't really that important because they could become major things in your life. See, we don't, we don't stop and think about that. Um, we got to start uh, having a more spiritual mindset about us. We have to, to uh, um, think about God during the day. We have to worship him 24-7. We have to stay in tune with him. Uh, sometimes we, we, we leave church and you turn the radio to the part of that's got all the static in it. And you won't turn it back on until you get to church next Sunday and you turn it back on and tune it in for the service. You're weak. You're a weak Christian. You need to do something about it. Whew. Whew. Glory. Thank you, Father. When, G, when the disciples, they was out in the boat, and they thought they was going to drown. And they looked up, uh, and Jesus said, immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid, because he was there on the scene. They thought they was going to die. But Christ come to them and said, Don't be afraid. See, every time that something comes to you that, that's bad or some kind of trial or tribulation, if you were just listening in your spirit, God is going to tell you, take courage, my child. It is I. Don't be afraid. Like I said, we've got to learn how to fight back. We use what we already had. I've already covered this, but I'm going to let you hear it again. The power of the Holy Spirit, God's word, prayer. Don't let the enemy hold you under the water until you drown. 
Because trust me, he will do that. He'll keep you down to no more bubbles come up. And then he's going to be so happy. Don't give him that pleasure. Don't give him that pleasure. Jesus loves us and he will never leave us. Pastor Chad, I remember a message you done about the eagles. Dropping their babies. What you said, I believe they take them up high and they drop them and, and, and the little, and the baby's trying to learn how to fly. God wants to teach them how to fly and they, and they're falling and tumbling through air and it looks like they're just going to die. But at the last second, the mama was at the mama comes, swoops down right before they hit rock bottom and die and saves them. See, even though you might fall a little bit, Christ is going to sweep in at the last moment, you think. Even if it is your last moment, he's going to save you. He's going to pick you back up. He wants to teach you how to fly. He wants to teach you how to flap your wings. You got to flap your wings. You got to learn how to flap your wings to fly. If a little bird just jumped out of the nest when they're born and didn't flap their wings, they're all going to fall to the ground and they're going to die. We don't want to die in the Lord. You're too important to him. You're too important to us. You're too important to the body of Christ. We've got to stay strong. Tracy, um, come on up. So just, just um, now I've got a picture of the teeter-totter. You're on both sides. You're on the high side and the low side. Right now, a lot of you, I don't, I don't know where you would go if a trial come. I don't have no idea, but you do. You know what happens when a trial comes. But you want to be that side of you which has got power in the Holy Spirit that rises above that power. I mean, that trial, that tragedy. You rise above it. I've seen uh, people after their spouse die come to church the next Sunday and shout and praise and glorify the Lord. That's strength. It takes a whole lot of strength to do that. I'm not, if anybody doesn't do that, I'm not saying anything against it because we're all different. We're all unique in God and we all just handle things a different way. But I'm saying that was just an example. An example of, of who people are. And, um, I just want to tell you guys, that's on my heart today, is just that it hurts me when I see somebody down like that and I know that they're struggling so hard to get back up. I mean, I do. I pray for you. If something that comes along, you call me and I'll come to wherever you're at and I'll get up under you and I'll try my best to get you up out of that place to get you back up to where you was in Christ. There's a whole lot of people in this church that will do that for you. They will raise you up out of that mower. And they will hold you above the waves that can destroy your life. I know Pastor Chad, Jason, Eddie, and myself, I know we would do that. But there are other brothers and sisters that if you would just call somebody when you get into that mindset, when you get into that low spot and cry out to help for people. Just cry out and say, I need, I need a hand. I'm down. Would you please come help me get back up? God wants you to get back up. 
sometimes I think we can get down like that and there are people that suffer with depression and different things in their life because it's just not showing this to me that when they're down the devil chains them to the ground but I'm telling you today when the enemy gets you a low spot and the, and the dev, devil chains you up to the ground so you can't move you can break out of that you can break free today of anything that's going on in your life anything that keeps you down all the time where you can't serve God anything that doesn't let you have joy in your life anything that won't, you, that won't let you come to church and, you, and uh, be with God and the people you love anything that's going on in your life some of you I've met Christians that's been down basically their whole life and I know they love Jesus but they don't have the power they don't have the strength to fight to get back down because they just lay there and take it because some people think they're not worthy to get up from that spot I tell you, you're worthy. You're worthy to Jesus. He loves you so much. I don't know how to tell you how much He loves you. But He loves you and He's there for you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will come and just, just take that chain and He will break it. And He will throw it as far as the east is from the west. And you can be set free in Christ Jesus today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wants to set you free. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. If you're watching on TV and you're one of the people that I'm talking about, God wants to break those chains that's keeping you down on the bottom part of that teeter-totter. And He wants to set you free. Don't take it any longer. You don't have to take it. Let God break it. I don't mean to get up here and scream. It ain't me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God crying out for you. Let me help you. Let me do this for you. You think I would have died for you if I wasn't if I wasn't wanting to take care of you till I take you home? No. He wants to be there. He wants to be there. If there's anybody that hasn't already gotten prayed for that wants prayer come up and we'll pray for you this has been a this has been an awesome day in the house of the Lord today God is God's been here all service pastor and it's a beautiful thing to see and to be a part of so father Lord God as we as we worship father Lord I pray that you would tug on heartstrings, Father Lord. God, and uh, that you would encourage people that your Holy Spirit would convict and love them right now, Lord. To know who they are in you, God. And if there's a one, God, that's chained up, Father Lord. God, give them the courage, Lord, to, to stand up and say, break my chain. Lord, break my chain. Break my chain, Lord God. I need you. I'm crying out to you. Break my chain. As we worship, consider this, consider these things.
is uh, the Lord can give me the scripture. Uh, God is close to the brokenhearted. And uh, that means that when you're at your worst, lowest, darkest, how many have ever been that? Where is it? Man, this is the worst I've ever felt. That's when he's close. And uh, I, I remember a message that I preached about uh, packs of wolves. And one of the things that they do is their vision is so good, they'll just watch a herd. And they will be able to detect when one gets away from the herd. And they prefer to strike one that's vulnerable than one that is uh, able to fight with the herd. I mean, you know that's very familiar. The enemy likes us to kind of lag behind. He likes to isolate. He likes to divide and conquer his own war terms. It's easier to defend the enemy when they're alone than when they're together. And so here's the challenge very quickly. Uh, a friend of mine was going through a divorce at one time and was severely struggling. At one moment, he would be doing well. I may have ever been that way. I feel really good. I feel put together. I feel like everything's going well. And then other moments, that teeter-totter, he would feel like, man, everything's falling apart. I'm being attacked. My mind's being destroyed. And God told me very clearly, tell him, Whenever he goes through that, call you, pray with him, and they'll scatter. And so here's the challenge. We think there's a window every week where we get to be prayed over at church and we feel better. But the truth is we have brothers and sisters all during the week that are there to pray with us. And he would call me, and the attack would be so heavy. How many have ever had a, a demonic attack? It's like, man, everything's bad, everything's wrong, everything's terrible right now. And you may not know this, but that's the enemy attacking your mind. And one prayer with another believer, you say, it has to be the pastor, pastor of staff. No, a believer that will pray with you and, and just pray over that situation. Trust me, you will get off the phone and the enemy will scatter. The Bible says just resist the enemy. Resisting. And so call a fellow believer. It can be me, it can be any of the pastoral staff, it can be any believer in this church. Call and say, hey, pray with me. And I guarantee you, you'll pray and then it will scatter. That's resistance. Very real resistance. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, help us. Help us acknowledge our weaknesses so you can be strong, powerful in our lives. Father, you want us to beat all of these things that are attacking us during the week and Lord they're destroying in some people uh, opportunities and calls and ministries that you've called them to during the week Lord God and Father you don't want them to wait and be beaten up over the week you want victory now Lord and Lord you want resistance now you want the enemy to be defeated and scattered and Father I pray that over each life right now Lord if they're struggling Lord let them find a fellow believer to pray with to let the enemy be scattered Lord pray over these needs, these things that they're struggling with in the name of Jesus. Bless the people that your anointing be upon them as they travel away from you today, Lord. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus, and everybody said.